Hello and welcome to The Quiz Kids from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Listen to it fizz. Alka-Seltzer for headache. Alka-Seltzer for acid indigestion. Alka-Seltzer for cold distress. Alka-Seltzer presents the Quiz Kids. And Quiz Kids, let me have your attention for today's first question. If someone gave you a gray hackle and a ginger quill, what would you do with them? Well, your old Uncle Murph would like to give you folks listening in a hint on that one, but uh, teachers watching me and the youngsters here in school are all ears. So see what you can do with it anyway, folks, and listen to the answers the quiz kids give. The chief quizzer himself, Joe Kelly. Bob Murphy, and hello, everyone. Well, we have a very important guest for you to meet this afternoon, friends. Miss Phyllis Haig, the winner of the Quiz Kids Best Teacher Contest for 1949. Now, Miss Haig has spent the past week here in Chicago, and she tells me she has been every place and seen just about everything. <laughs> I asked her to name some of the high spots, and, well, you should have heard her. There have been flowers, special luncheons and dinners with uh, celebrities, a wonderful evening at the theater enjoying Finian's Rainbow, a complete beauty treatment at the Elizabeth Arden Salon, a delightful interview with Dr. Harold C. Hunt, Chicago superintendent of schools, a polo game, and now, this afternoon, to climax this week of weeks, Mr. Charles S. Beardsley, chairman of the board of Miles Laboratories, will present Miss Haig with the first prize in our best teacher contest, the $2,500 scholarship award. But first, we'll get schoolwork out of the way, quiz kids. Here we go with roll call. Patrick? I am Patrick Owen Conlon. I'm 11 years old and at 7-8th Fort Dearborn School in Chicago. Joel? I'm Joel Kupperman. I'm 12 years old and a freshman at Roosevelt High School. David? I'm David Freifelder. I'm 13 years old and a freshman at Waukegan Township High School, Waukegan, Illinois. Richard? I'm Richard Weixler. I'm 9 years old and in the 
Fourth grade at the University of Chicago Laboratory School. And as a special guest on our board, we have the winner of a Quiz Kids contest conducted by the Easter Seal Campaign at the famous R.J. Delano School for Crippled Children in Kansas City, Missouri. Another David. I'm David Drummond, 14 years of age, and seventh grade in the R.J. Delano School. You know, we're very proud of David uh, Drummond. Of course, he always has had a brilliant mind, but due to cerebral palsy, he couldn't talk at all when he first entered uh, Delano School. And he's making such marvelous progress, and we're all very, very happy about it. And now back to uh, your first question from Mary E. Reyna of Pine Ridge, California. If someone gave you a gray hackle and a ginger quill, what would you do with them? Now we have three hands up, and David Drummond's hand was first. All right, David. Well, I'd go fly fishing with them. That's right. You would, because that's what they are. They are both fishing flies. Well, fine. Now then, on this next question here, Eileen Anderson of Vancouver, Washington, is going to take us into a lost and found department for this next question, kids. And if you quiz kids miss the question, Alka-Seltzer will send Ellen Anderson one of those magnificent Zenith radio phonograph combinations. The set with two cobra tone arms, one for regular playing records, and one for the new long playing records, and two FM bands. Now we'll see who wins. If you ran a lost and found department for things lost in the stories of operas, you would have quite a collection. Try and get two out of three on this one. In what opera did someone lose a key? In what opera, Pat? That was in La Boheme. And Mimi lost her Mimi in La Boheme, that's right. Good boy, her. fine. Rudolph in... helped her get it. The what? Rudolph helped her get it. That's correct. Now then, tell me, in what opera did someone lose a pin which was supposed to be to, uh, delivered to uh, Susanna? A pin. Someone lost a pin. David? Well, wasn't that La Traviata? No. No. Joe? I'm not sure, but uh, isn't it, uh, this this opera about this uh, woman uh, who smokes and uh, her husband thinks uh, she's been having a male visitor, so he comes back uh, one a night after going to stag party and fi- he finds her smoking a cigar. Uh, no, 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 Joe. Uh, Patrick? Well, that might be the marriage of Figaro. The what? The marriage of Figaro. The marriage of Figaro, that's right. Absolutely. Good boy. <laughs> All right, who lost a ring? Who lost a ring? David. Well, that was in the ring of the Nivelong when Albert uh, lost the ring to... Very, very good. That takes care of them very, very nicely. Well, Ellen Anderson does not receive the big Zenith radio phonograph combination for her question because you children answered it correctly, but she does get a radio. That fine Zenith portable radio in a handy luggage case. Now, this is always the reward when a question is used on our program. So, friends, send in your questions to Quiz Kids Chicago... And see if you can win a Zenith radio. Well, kids, try this quickie from Mrs. N. Johnson of Chicago. Who was the first signer of the Constitution of the United States? David Drummond. George Washington. George Washington Wright, David. How do you like that? A school teacher, Miss Evelyn Raiden of Fort Mitchell, Kentucky, sent in this question. I'm going to give you the first names of three brothers, and you try to give the last names. All right, here are the first three. Vince, Joe, and Dom. 
David Freifelder. That's DiMaggio. DiMaggio, that's right. Who are these two brothers, Jerome and Paul? Two brothers, Jerome and Paul. Pat? Wouldn't that be the Dean brothers? The Dean brothers, that's Dizzy right. Dizzy and Daffy. Ah, well, kids. While, uh, while I'm selecting this next one from our Alka-Seltzer question box, here's Bob Murphy. Uh, yes, Joe, and here's my question. What's the way to fast relief when a headache causes grief? Well, the answer, of course, is Alka-Seltzer. Yes, when you have a headache, just drop one or two Alka-Seltzer tablets into a glass of water, listen to it fizz, then drink it down. Notice how quickly Alka-Seltzer goes to work on that headache. Why, in no time at all, it seems to you begin to feel better. That's because Alka-Seltzer gives you the benefits of one of the world's most effective pain relievers, sodium acetyl salicylate. In a glass of sparkling Alka-Seltzer, this very effective pain reliever is right ready to bring you welcome relief from the pain of a headache. Try Alka-Seltzer. That's all we ask you to do. Yes, try it. Alka-Seltzer will do the rest. Just remember, when headache causes grief, misery can be brief. Take Alka-Seltzer for relief. Get Alka-Seltzer at any drugstore. Well, quiz kids, the next question from the Alka-Seltzer question box is from Margaret Simpson of Dallas, Texas. Most of you children are dog lovers, but I wonder if you are familiar with these dogs found in literature. In what story did a dog find a raccoon, which was later named Ramesses? David Drummond. Uh, wasn't that light of Sunny Brook? That's right, by Terhune. That's very good, David. Is that Sunny Brook, by the way, or is it Sunny Bank? Sunny Bank. That's right, huh? Uh, in what story did a dog save a child's life by bringing diphtheria serum just in time? In what story? In what story did a dog save a child's life by bringing diphtheria serum just in time? No hands up. Uh, David Freifelder. I think the name of that was Perilous Journey. I remember the story. No? No? I think you're uh, thinking of an, uh, another story, uh, David. You give up on this? Well, I was in... Uh, Silver Chief to the Rescue by Jack O'Brien. Silver Chief is the dog of Sergeant Jim Thorne of the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. Well, we, we can't get them all, but we're doing all right, believe you me. Now you'll have to do a little... Uh, oh, that's right, that was a miss, wasn't it? And that means that uh, the lady who sent that uh, question in... Just a moment now, I'll check the name. Margaret Simpson of Dallas, Texas, receives one of the big uh, Zenith combination sets for stumping you kids. Now, you'll have to do a little stretching of your imaginations to answer this question from Olivia Collins of uh, New York City. If you were given each of these props... What kind of cut of meat would each suggest? If you were, if you were given a hatchet, if you were given a hatchet, David Drummond, uh, a chicken. Well, <laughs> that's uh, that's all right, David. Yes, sirree. Yeah, chickens uh, go with uh, hatchets, all right, but not uh, for long. <clears throat> uh, let's see. Richard has his hand up. That would be a chop. A chop, that's right. Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, supposing you were given an umbrella, what, uh, 
particular cut of meat would uh, that lend itself to, David? Well, this is far-fetched, but a browser round could be round steak. Well, uh, yes, and uh, then I'm thinking of something uh, uh, else that uh, lends itself more so to uh, an umbrella. What else do you find in an umbrella outside of the fact that it's round and you've got the... Uh... Oh, dear, I... Um... You give up on this one? What uh, What's the cloth uh, hooked on to? <laughs> David? Are, the, are they called bones that they're hooked, that they're hooked well, on to? Well, uh, I'm not exactly... Uh, Richard! Ribs! Ribs, right! Oh, boy! I, I didn't think we were going to get that one at all. <laughs> yeah, then you would have been ribbed quite a bit. Well, uh, if you had a lot of hot weather, certain cut of meat. A lot of hot weather. Patrick? Well, uh, in hot weather, you loaf, so it might be a meatloaf. Uh, you loaf? Well, that's very good. Very good. I haven't got that one on my card, Pat. Now I've got to hand it to you. I've got a couple of others, uh... Uh, of course, in the summer, when it's terribly hot, you roast sometimes, that is, we say. And, uh, Pat? Well, it'll be a roast. A roast. Oh. Get out. Yes, it will. And, uh, hot dogs. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, now, uh, for this question from Mrs. Ines Yock of Atlanta, Georgia, Howard Peterson will play three songs, and each one should suggest the name of a city. Now, you kids are to identify the song and try to name the mayor of that city. You must get two out of three on this one. All right, Howard, let's have number one. Joel? Well, that's New, uh, uh, Sidewalks New York, uh, right. and that's the uh, William O'Dwyer. O'Dwyer, that's correct. Uh-huh. Now, here's the next one. David uh, Freifelder. Well, that's uh, Chicago, Chicago, and that's uh, Martin Kennelly. The what? Canelli. Mayor Kennelly. That's right. Mayor Kennelly. Martin J. Kennelly. Uh-huh. And uh, now here is the next one. Ah. All right. Uh, no hands up. Uh, what's the name of that uh, tune? That's our clue, of course. What's the name of that tune? All right. You give up on that? Everything is up to date in uh, Kansas City. Oh, my. David Drummond's hand goes up. All right, David. Well, the mayor is Mayor Kemp. That's right. Mr. William Kemp, mayor of Kansas City. Good boy. <laughs> well, we asked for two out of three, so we don't count that amiss. I mean, inasmuch as you kids didn't give me the title of the number. All right. Since this is Palm Sunday... Mrs. Bertha Wilson of Atlanta, Georgia, wonders if any of you quiz kids can tell how this day got its name. Or, in other words, tell us a little about uh, Palm Sunday. Patrick? Well, uh, Jesus was going into Jerusalem, and uh, the people, his, his large following, wanted to hail him and uh, show how much they, uh, they loved him, so they, they threw palms on the road uh, to uh, honor him. Well, that's very, very good. That's, uh, that's all right, Pat. I'm, I'm very proud of you. Thanks very, very much. 
Now we get along here. Uh, Mr. D. Frank of Detroit, Michigan said he had the worst time at the bank the other day. In cashing a check, the teller transposed the amount, giving him in dollars what the check called for in cents, and in cents what the check called for in dollars. After spending three dollars and a half, he still had left twice the original amount of the check. How much was the check made out for? There's a dandy, Joel. Well, uh, in the original check, let uh, D equal to dollars and C equal to cents. So now you have two equations. Yes. The first is uh, 2C plus 50 equals D. But you know C is more than uh, D, so you borrow uh, 100, and you get 2C plus 50 equals D plus 100. Yeah. Or uh, a D equals 2C minus 50. And your other equation is 2D plus uh, 3 would equal now C, but uh, C minus 1 since you borrowed. Oh, yes. Uh, so 2D equals C minus 4, and D equals uh, 2C minus 50. So getting both equations for 2D, you have 2D equals both uh, 4C minus 100 and uh, C minus 4. So 4C minus 100 equals C minus 4. 3C equals uh, 96, and C equals 32. Since uh, 2D plus 4, uh, 2D equals C minus 4, then D is a half of 28 or 14. So the original check was 1432. 1432 is right. That's all. They work that out fine. I'm, I'm glad you didn't forget to borrow there, though. <laughs> well, let's see what we have next here. Oh, try this question uh, from uh, Vincent uh, Mazzarelli of uh, Dorchester, uh, Massachusetts. What word means at the present time and when spelled backwards means conquest? Joe? Now. Now, N-O-W, right. <laughs> now, before I give you this next question, Quiz Kids, we're going to hear from Bob Murphy again. All right, Bob. Thank you, Joe. Earlier this afternoon, friends, we were talking about headaches and how fast and effectively Alka-Seltzer can bring relief from this distress. Now, let's consider Alka-Seltzer for the relief from the misery of a cold. I do more than consider it, Mr. Murphy. When I get caught with a cold, the first thing I think of now is... Alka-Seltzer's ABC Cold Comfort Treatment. Now? You mean... Uh... Uh, let me explain. Remember that warm spell we had a couple of weeks ago? Mm-hmm. Well, I left my heavy overcoat at home on the day it turned cold again. That evening, I began to feel as though I were taking cold. I felt miserable. Had that dull, ache-all-over, feverish feeling. You know what I mean. I guess just about everyone does. Sure. Well, that's when I decided to put those ABCs you talk about to the test. I could just hear you saying... A, Alka-Seltzer. Start taking it right away to help relieve the achiness of a cold. And B, for be wise, be careful, be sure to get more rest than usual. And then C, for comfort. And say, I'll never forget how Alka-Seltzer did comfort my sore, raspy throat. So I just want to say, you can't know how good Alka-Seltzer can be to help relieve cold misery until you try it. Thank you, sir. And friends, that's just what we hope you will do. Try Alka-Seltzer. Yes, when you begin to sniffle and sneeze, remember Alka-Seltzer's ABCs. 
Well, I'm not going to keep all you quiz kids and our listeners in suspense any longer. I'm going to let you meet the winner of the Quiz Kids Best Teacher Contest right now. It is certainly an honor and a pleasure to present the best teacher of 1949, Miss Phyllis Haig. Thank you, Mr. Kelly. I'm very thrilled to be here with you today. Well, Miss Haig, I, I know you must have had many interesting experiences in your teaching career and also probably many discouraging ones. And I would like to ask you this question. If you were to help young people today in choosing their careers, would you advise them to choose teaching? Certainly, Mr. Kelly. I have an uncompromising belief in the nobility and inspiration of the teaching profession. I know that it offers gratifying rewards which cannot be marked with a price tag or picked up casually on payday with a paycheck. Teaching offers an opportunity to work, worry, laugh, turn mental somersaults with young people. It is a challenge that is always thrilling and exciting and a responsibility which is almost frightening. Yet, year after year, as I stand before my classes and see the light of learning grow in their minds and the fire and appreciation of the love and beauty and magic and glory of the world flame in their hearts, I know that teaching is the ideal profession. Well, thank you. That certainly is very interesting. You know, Miss Haig, I, I hope you won't mind, but I just can't help commenting on that lovely hat you're wearing. Uh, have you had time to do a little shopping in Chicago in addition to all your other activities? Isn't this hat simply marvelous, Mr. Kelly? Well, that's, <laughs> that's why I asked you. I couldn't help, uh, you know. It has a bouncing personality. I uh, received this hat at the Washington Tra uh, Washburn Trade School here in Chicago. It was presented to me by a student who made it in the millinery classes there. Well, fine. I think it's a very, very nice hat. Yes. Uh -huh. Thank you. It's very becoming. Now, uh, of course, since we have the best teacher of 1949 here in our classroom, I think you ought to come right over to my desk and take complete charge of the Quiz Kids classroom. How about it, huh? This is an opportunity of a lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. <laughs> now, you just uh, sit right down there in my chair and make yourself at home. Uh... The classroom is yours, and uh, you may ask any question you want to. Thank you very much. Uh, last time I appeared on the program, uh, the quiz kids asked me the questions, so I'm going to uh, take advantage of them this time and put the question. In order to be a good teacher, I ought to know some of the faults of a poor teacher. So I'd like to ask you children, what are some of the things you think a teacher should not do? My, they're anxious. <laughs> Pat, you're out of your seat already. Well, I don't like to give any of my teachers the razz or anything because my teachers are absolutely faultless, ideal teachers. Uh, but uh, I don't think they should lose their temper quickly or uh, be nagging all the time. 
or be too sarcastic, or, uh, oh, there are a lot of things. They should, <laughs> they should, uh, they should not be all grouches. You want them to uh, wring the acid out of the tongue, is that yes, it, Yes, that's right. All right. Uh, David? Well, uh, I think that uh, the main fault of some of the teachers, they feel that they're the master and the children are the slaves. <laughs> you mean they crack the whip like Simon Legree, David? But uh, I think they should be a little more friendlier to the children instead of being so indifferent. I'll have to remember that. Uh, Joe? Well, uh, uh, the uh, worst fall a teacher could have, although I haven't experienced it in any of my teachers so far, is uh, <laughs> a bad temper. But uh, also, some teachers... Uh, they, uh, lose all, are devoid of all personality, and, uh, it, uh they're just, a, uh, to the student, they're just a dim figure sitting behind the teacher's desk. You mean they're so covered with chalk dust, you don't know there's a human being underneath it? Yes. Uh, David? Uh, well, I think that, uh, the teachers, oh, you know, how should I say? <laughs> <laughs> That uh, must be a terrible well, fall. Uh, <laughs> just, uh, <laughs> I'm almost terrible. afraid of that one. Uh, but uh, some of the teachers think they're being nice, and they're being nice to one person, not to everyone. I think they shouldn't make a pet out of a certain child because it's, it, it doesn't seem right because they're favoring one person and the rest of the kids don't like it. Well, Miss Haig, that bell means... Oh, pardon me. That means the same as it does in regular school. Class is over. And you certainly did a fine job handling this group of quiz kids in the short time that you were up here. And now it's time to receive your reward as the best teacher of 1949. Here to present it to you is the chairman of the board of Miles Laboratories, Mr. Charles S. Beardsley. Thank you, Mr. Kelly. Ladies and gentlemen of the radio audience, it's a great pleasure to present the annual scholarship award to this year's best teacher, Miss Phyllis Haig. Nine years ago, Miles Laboratories initiated the Quiz Kid program to emphasize the importance of elementary education. Four years ago, Miles Laboratories and the Quiz Kid program first sponsored the Best Teachers Contest to stress the importance of teaching as a profession and to pay tribute to all the fine men and women who have chosen teaching as their life's work. The teachers of this country are helping to build a great America of tomorrow by guiding the minds of American children today. We at Miles Laboratories are gratified that these annual scholarship awards for teachers have created a great nationwide interest among educators, students, and parents. It is fitting that I take this opportunity to thank the members of the scholarship committee, the Reverend Dr. Moore of Notre Dame University, Dr. Whitty of Northwestern University, Dr. Olson of the University of Michigan, for giving so generously of their time and effort to select the winners. And I'm sure you will agree that they have made an excellent choice in selecting Miss Haig as the best teacher of 1949. On behalf of the company, Miles Laboratories, it's a great pleasure to present this scholarship award of $2,500 to you, Miss Haig. Thank you very much, Mr. Beardsley. 
I'm going back to sitting in front of the teacher's desk again instead of behind it and try to enrich my store of learning so that I may be an even better teacher in the future. This is the magic wand which will do the trick. Congratulations. I know you'll use this money for a year of advanced study, thereby realizing your ambition of acquiring more knowledge to use in your life's work of teaching. Always remembering that education is the foundation of a continuing and living democracy such as the United States of America. Well, we're all very, very happy for you, Miss Haig, and we know you have a wonderful future ahead of you. Well, let's see now. I should have the final scores of today's Quiz Kids competitive question session for you. Well, uh, you see, the judges have been so interested in our best teacher that they are just now getting busy with their pencils. While we give them a minute to total the figures, here's an important message. At 7, at 12, at 6. Meal time in America and vitamin time. Yes, put that one-a-day brand multiple vitamin bottle on the table and see to it that every member of your family takes a one-a-day brand multiple vitamin capsule. Don't take chances. Government surveys show that the meals of three out of four persons are short on vitamins. So don't take chances that your daily diet is short on essential vitamins. Be on the safe side. Take one-a-day brand multiple vitamin capsules. Sixty capsules, only two dollars. Remember, mealtime is vitamin time. Take one-a-day brand, multiple vitamin capsules. All right, quiz kids, here are your grades. Now, remember, whether you win or lose, you will each receive a $100 savings bond from the makers of Alka-Seltzer to help you with your future education. And David Drummond, my boy, since you were a guest today, you were not scored. If you had been, I'm sure you would have been right up there, for you did a fine job, and we were mighty happy to have you in school this afternoon. Now then, the judges say that as a class, you youngsters missed uh, one question today, only one. And after taking into consideration your age, as well as the number of correct answers you gave, they find that Patrick is first. Joel, second, and David Freifelder, third. So we'll see you three at school next week, along with Lonnie Lundy, age 13, and tiny five-year-old Melvin Miles. And we want to extend a special invitation to all you listeners to visit our class next Sunday for our Easter program. Yes, plan to be with us, won't you? Until then, this is Joe Kelly dismissing the quiz kids. Goodbye, kids. Bye, Bye Kelly. Listen to the Quiz Kids every week and listen to Alka-Seltzer's News of the World every Monday through Friday on most of these NBC stations. This is Bob Murphy speaking. Three chimes mean good times on NBC.